have a few just a few thoughts today <laughs> just a few thoughts I want you to just go to the uh, we'll just just go to John 5 14 sorry not 15 14 and um, <coughs> I do want to kind of stay in the place of um, intercession because I'm, I'm really feeling like we probably never leave this place of intercession God wants us to live as intercessors amen you're not you, you don't live as an accuser you live to intercede all right and everything that God said about you is true and anything you believe other than that is a lie you hear me and so the Lord wants us to um, come into this place of communion and that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today um, I guess the title would be um, Divine Union or, or Our Relationship to the Lord in Divine Union. And, and I feel like just as we look at John chapter 14, really John chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, like there's four chapters right there. Those are, those are super important chapters. Almost, I would say, some of the most important chapters in the, in the Bible, not that it negates any of the other part of the word, but they are the last words that Jesus spoke before he went to the cross as he was preparing the disciples, his disciples. Everyone in here is a disciple. Amen? Everyone in this room is a disciple of Christ. If you know the Lord Jesus and you're walking with him, that's, that's what you're called to do, walk with the Lord in fullness. So I just want us to, to look at a few verses we see in verse, in, in actually chapter 13, we see what happens. He, the Lord begins to bring a, a, a discovery and, and, and begin to unfold some things that he wants us to understand as his sons and daughters. And when he, he comes, uh, we'll just jump back to 13 with me for a second. There is a couple of verses that we're going to hit because I have to make kind of like we're going we're gonna to get there, but I just want to build on the fact that God wants us to look like him. He wants us to talk like him. He wants us to walk like him. And um, the Holy Spirit wants our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions to be just like him. Write those down. Thoughts, feelings, and actions. Our feelings can deceive us. Our thoughts can deceive us. And our actions will definitely give you up. Okay? How we respond to things is super important. And so the Lord, the whole idea is that you come into this new, remember Hebrews chapter 10 verse 20. God's calling us to walk in this new and living way and he made the way by his what flesh so as he be as he's here on earth he's giving us these clues in his narrative 
towards his disciples as he's sitting there, like literally showing them, this is what we're supposed to do. This is how you conduct your life. This is how you respond to your brother. This is how you respond to one another. Amen? And so in, in, in chapter 13, we see he's, it's this whole picture of him washing his disciples' feet. And I can tell you, I will just start with this because I had a moment, like, how many have done, like, weird foot washing? Like, set up. I don't like that because it's forced, right? I've had a couple of occasions where God's done powerful things with some, some significant people in my life that I call my, my fathers. They're both my fathers in, in some way, shape, or form. And the Holy Spirit used that to literally bring a bond that no man, no demon in hell, excuse me, could break or come against. And, 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 and I will say this, that when I met uh, Bishop Carrington Morgan, who will be back once we're in the new place, I said, I've got to get the bishop back here. And, and honestly, there was something supernatural through a friend I don't even talk to anymore. To be, it's, it's just the weirdest thing, but brought us together for that one moment. And then ever since then, he's been like on my hip, like spiritually connected to me, immovable. You understand what I'm saying? So let's just look at this for a minute because what the, the whole perception and something supernatural can come through not just the action of foot washing because that's what happened. Literally, he washed my feet with his tears. Talk about a mess. The both of us were a mess. I washed his feet first. It was just supernatural. just happened. And this is not to say how humble I am because I wasn't planning on it. I just turned around and I'm like, I was just praying for him. And then I felt an overwhelming, like, I looked, there's the picture, there's the, everything's there. I'm like, let's do it now. And sat him down, and God began to open, like, there was a breakthrough in the room that bonded people together, that began to heal races. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, there was something significant that happened in that moment. And I'm saying this because... All throughout scripture, we see that there has to be an extension of one person to another. If we don't extend ourselves, listen to me, say that word, extend yourself. We want to retract, especially after wounds and things can become clear and evident in our hearts. We try, to, we try to retract and hide and pull back. And God is saying, no, believe in me, believe what I say, believe my word and step back out because the Lord is wanting to bring such uh, close relationships in the body of Christ. I believe this. And it's been distorted and the enemies come in. And the enemy will come in like a flood to try and undermine and, and try and break up and trying to bust up the body of Christ. People that you've had relationship for a long time because no one can just humble themselves and be truthful. First of all, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go here just ended up going this way so the Holy Spirit wants to heal wounds through so many different modes but I just want to tell you that there is a miracle about to happen in your life if you continue to step in and step close to the Lord and he's calling us into this deep intimacy in union with him because when we get the thoughts the feelings and we move in the actions of heaven all of a sudden everything will be broken do you understand me when God begins to invade you, 
there is so much language in these chapters about God abiding in that Jesus was talking about abiding in the Father, that I'm in you and you're in me. And then the, to the disciples, he said, and you'll be in me like I'm in him. So he's the only way. And remember, three weeks ago when I talked about everything is centrality to Jesus Christ himself. So if there was never a man, the new and living way, if there was never the man Christ Jesus on the earth, we would not be positioned as we are. Listen, it is miraculous. It is supernatural. And God wants to use you and touch you so that you walk in the fullness. This is the whole deal. Ephesians 4 is so that you walk in the full measure of Christ. Lord Jesus, help me. So verse, let's just, verse 15, chapter 13 says this, for I, right, he's washing, he's preparing, he's saying, I'm doing this, for I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. How many know it wasn't just for Peter? <laughs> it was for the entire, it was for all of humanity, because we have it here. It was for, for 2,000 years and more of humanity to see the fullness of God in action in a man, the man Jesus. That you were created in the image and likeness of, but you have something greater because you don't live in the, in the first Adam, you live in the second Adam, who is the one that brings life and life more abundantly. And so he is the way and the truth and the life. And, that'll, and, the, and the Lord says this even later in these chapters. This is where it comes from. And so it's so important that we come into this agreement. And he says, most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater. Mm. You need to catch this. Holy Spirit, give us the ability to catch this. By the, by the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than the master, than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. Oh, no, you've you got you to gotta grab this. Because he didn't just say that. When Jesus says something, it's not said haphazardly in the midst of a, of, of a conversation with Peter. Because watch, he's going to say it again. He's going to speak it again later in another chapter. But in that chapter, he's talking about losing his life. Hmm. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Look at your neighbor and say, wash one another's feet. You need, it's not necessarily washing one another's feet, although it may include that. But there is, there is a place of the servant and the towel. And the servant and the master came and humbly, humbly, out of humility, came to serve his disciples. Jesus, <laughs> I'll go up here. Jesus stepped, and I love this, he stepped out of all of his glory, God, and all of who he was, said, go. And step out of all of who you are right here and step into the earth. To serve humanity and to die as a ransom. And sometimes 
Listen, the gospel, this is what I was saying earlier. We can become so familiar with the message that we lose the essence of what it is in our hearts. Because when I'm sitting there and I'm singing, I'm lost without you, I was so lost. Guess what? Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I go, God, I am lost without you, without me connecting to you today, without me walking in divine union with you today, I'm lost. I don't know who I am. If I don't walk in this divine place and engage with that because all the other things that get in the way, they try and cause me to stumble because of how I think. Because I'm not thinking like God. <laughs> I'm not feeling like God. I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable. Guess what? God never felt comfortable when he was on the cross. I don't feel comfortable. I don't want to stretch. I don't want to step out. I don't want to push beyond the boundaries. Remember the threshold. God's calling us beyond the threshold. That means I step out of the place where I'm super comfortable. And it's not even about gifts. Can we just extend ourselves to one another with a heart of a servant? And putting aside all of our motives and our reasons to serve one another. Ah, come on. See, I'm in the Father. I haven't even got there yet. And He's in me, but I just, I just, I want your thoughts, your will, your words, your actions. And this is what God wants. He wants them to completely be in sync with who He is and all of who He is. Do you believe me? Do you believe me? In, in fullness and in maturity, God will move us. He says this in John chapter 5. We could just stay in John for the rest of our lives. Honestly, you could. Honestly, you could. It's, but he says in John 5, 19, he said, I only, I'm only doing what I see my father do. That means we, we, would be, we, would, we would be so good for us if we would just stop and listen to the Holy Spirit every day. Every day. Like, give him a moment when you're in the market. Give him a moment when you're getting your oil changed. Give him a moment wherever you are. When you come to church, give him a moment to say, God, what do you want to do today? And who do you want to, who, do you have something for someone in the body that's going to encourage them? See, we're waiting for, for me or someone maybe up here to do something, and that's okay. It's okay. I get it. But honestly, there's people in our midst that, man, I know you all. You all are so, you've been around longer than me in some of these places. So I'm just saying, here's the deal. God has put inside of you words of wisdom and words of encouragement. And, and it doesn't even have to be a word. Just something. God, God told me to just give you this. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, jump over to 14 with me. I'm going to just start in 7. 14 and 7. Ready? We got this whole thing. You know, the Father's got a house. He's got a, a dwelling place. He's got this place of intimacy. It's all speaking the way, the truth, and the life. It's all these things that the Lord is, is already prepared. Let your hearts not be what? Troubled. 
Don't be troubled. Why? Because I have a place where you can abide. And it's a house I've prepared for you. It's a dwelling place. And it's inside of me. It's not some place in the by and by that you're going to find when you, when you give up your ghost and go. You understand what I'm saying? It's a place that's already been prepared that you can come to, that you can live from, and that you can abide in. So that God uses that place as a refuge and a fortress for those who are in time of trouble. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's amazing because if, if we can come into this mindset that it's already there. I don't have to run. You're in me. And already the, the mansion's already inside of me. That I have a dwelling place to go to. And actually, I'm just going. I, I can just... Listen, when I was in over here and I was praying that day... I, I, I went, I, I felt like I was going to get sucked out of the building. Literally, physically, I don't know. I felt like it. And bam. But I could, I could sense the Father was like, here I am. I'm in this refuge. You're, just stay in this place because I get stuck into the secret dark place with God. <laughs> get quiet. It's the dark cloud. It's the cloud of mystery with God. Where he wants you to dwell and abide. And I'm telling you the information that comes in that place is, is you can't even imagine. He wants to download things to us because we're living and abiding in him. And we have the, we're tethered to him. We're, we're actually connected. Like he intertwined into his arm. That's all I can say. Like you are connected or, or, or he unzips himself like I said before. And you step right into him. Or better yet, you unzip yourself and he steps into you right come on and this is what the lord wants out of your life and this is what the mission is that he begins to release full maturity into your life in such a way that you walk in this and it's a place that we're we're looking for and we're we're striving for in a sense and we're and we're, we're i just gotta get there and not only that the whole body must come together and get there corporately because watch the glory. I can't get away from it. The glory that will come, it's, it, you can't even describe. You can't even imagine. When he says you can't think or imagine it, you cannot. It's the hope of glory inside of you that everything that you would go near would just be destroyed. Every power of darkness would be destroyed. Every, every miracle that would be needed would come forth because we are walking in the fullness and the maturity of Christ. There is nothing that lacks in the presence of God. We, I know we think we lack things, but there is nothing that we lack in the presence of Him. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and you have seen him. And Philip, of course, asked the question, how do we know? And Jesus, have I been, have I, have I been with you so long? Ah, stop there. Have I been with you so long that you forget who I am? <laughs> That's my own interpretation. Have you been with me so long that you forget who I am? And that I might have to come in another form so that you'll understand that I am the miracle worker. And let it not be in this place that we can't ever discern that Jesus is in the house. That Jesus is wanting something. That Jesus is in the center of everything. That the Lord himself is right in the midst. That we don't recognize him. 
And so this is what he wants you to do. He wants you to look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor right now. Come on. Do you recognize Jesus in them? Ah. Do you recognize Jesus in the person next to you? Do you recognize Jesus in your wife? Ah. Do you recognize Jesus in your, in your friend that you've known and you're really familiar? Do you recognize Jesus in your pastor? I'm just, just throwing it out there. No, do you recognize Jesus in all the people that are around you? And say, well, they're not manifesting Jesus fully. Well, guess what? They will. Come on. Come on. There has to be this hope inside of each one of us that the Lord himself is going to come and manifest himself in fullness in everyone around us that's chasing after him. Amen? Come on. They might not be there yet, but they're going to. Wham, wham, wham. <laughs> oh, Hallelujah. Oh, my. I'm not going to get through this. I can tell. Holy Ghost. Okay. Yet you have not known me, Philip, personally. He's just kind of just saying, Philip, forget who I am. Like I was the greatest thing three years ago. Oh, come on. I was the Son of God, the Son of Man. Three years ago. Hmm. All right, I'll stop on that. It is good. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father? And the Father in me? The words, stop, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the work. Believe me that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. We're going to go to verse 12 because the, I want you to just see that miracles flow. That healing flows. That the greater works flow. That your prayer life flows from this connection to the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. The Lord, the King of glory. He says this, that they're, they're, he wants everyone to recognize and understand. There's me. I'm connected to the Father fully. He's in me. I'm in him. I'm in him He's in me, and he keeps going all the way back and forth on this all the way for the next three chapters. Right? Till we get to 17 when he says, you know what? He's going to be in you just like he's in me. And we think it's all about unity, and it is. It's about us being in unity with the Holy Ghost. Because you can't be in unity just for unity's sake. And, and I, all the unity movements are great. We want to bring people together. We want to, again, go back to this place. We serve one another. We love one another. But I'm telling you, this is about being with the Lord in unity and in unison and allowing him to come inside of us and we abide inside that place, that mansion that he's prepared. The place that he's prepared, it's the secret place that he's prepared. And it's not going to be a place that we casually go into and casually go out of. You have to be hungry. 
you have to desire you have to abide and stay and it takes a little bit of concentration and a little bit of mind work and a little bit of self-control and, and a little a whole lot of self-control to focus our lives to be in one place and to send all that synergy and all that energy in one spot where God is if it was easy everyone would be there right so we're so this is the beauty of all this that that we're reading right now you, I, I encourage you just go back to 13 14 15 16 we got 16s all about the holy ghost and back to the advantage it's the for the advantage that i leave that i go away it's for your advantage that this man gets taken off the earth so the glorious man can come into you there has to be this expectation that we're not just looking for a little dab to get through the week you have to come into this just opportunity with the Lord the Lord is full of opportunity if we just go to him he's just like yes he really is he's like what do you want up to 10 times up to half the kingdom Oh, I mean, if we, if we come into that place where God is wanting to unload all of what he is and all of who he is on us, then we just posture ourselves in that place. It's a place, say, I receive. <laughs> you have to be in this like, come on, Jesus, just come. And God, believe me, when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll start, I'm going to take that. I'm going to remove that. I'm going to prune that. I'm going to get rid of that. I'm going to, listen, he'll say, look at me. How many of the Lord? The Lord just said that to me this afternoon. Look at me. Not because I'm looking at other things. He's like, I want you to be in a place where you look at me. You look at my eyes. You look at my face. And you abide in that place. Come on, everyone in the room, this is your destiny, this is your purpose, is to come into an alignment and come into this place with the Holy Spirit that there's union working in your life because you're completely focused on the Lord Jesus Christ and you are one, you are single-eyed towards the eyes of fire and, they, and you don't deviate from that place. Look at me, it's easy to shut off because we're, we're less carnal. We seem to be carnal, right? Because... Things just come and we turn. We turn. We got a condition over here. We turn our eyes towards the condition. We've got, we've got situations going on in our lives. We focus on, the, on those things. And I'm not saying we ignore them, but the Holy Spirit wants you to say, He wants you to say, see them. I want you to see them through my thoughts. I want you to see them through my perspective. I want you to see them. And I don't want your feelings to deceive you because the way you feel is deceiving because it makes you melancholy or, 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 or feeling like you're broken or feeling like this or feeling like whatever. The, uh, the Holy Spirit is calling you to have the thoughts of God. He says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So my thoughts have to align with God's thoughts so that I can abide in that place and be tethered to what he's doing in this hour because your feelings will deceive you. How do I feel after a meeting? I don't know. How does God feel after the meeting? Because if I look by my eyes, it could be, you know, I could have a list. Right? 
And the Holy Spirit's saying, stop making a list and begin to look at what I'm doing. Look, look at what God's doing. What is God doing in your life? Come on. What is the Lord doing? What, are you in the same place you are la- as that you were last year? Absolutely not. Come on. God's mi- taking you from glory to glory and strength to strength. Like, there are things, you know, there are situations and consequences from the things that we did last year, maybe. But God is trying to break you in and out of all that stuff so that you can walk in this, this abiding place constantly. And so I'm encouraging you today. Hopefully you're encouraged. Listen, the Lord is wanting us to walk in this. Listen, he dwells in us and he does works. Verse 12. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me and the works that I do, he will do also. So that's good. I like that. But I want the abiding. I want to live in the place where Jesus lived with the Father. And the only way I get there, I don't, I don't live in union with Father. I live in union with Jesus. Quiet on that one. It's okay. Why? I'm in Christ. Right? And Christ is in God. And God is in Christ. Go ahead, wrap your theological mind around that. Have fun. I, I, I just, I'm saying this because we get this perspective, and I want you to just, because this gives awe and reverence to who the Lord Jesus is, because through one man, he abolished all sin. He eradicated all sin. So I walk sinless, and I walk without doubt and unbelief because he walked in perfect faith. And so that Galatians 2.20 life that he's calling me to live, where I live in, with the faith of, whatever that means, we can try and interpret it, the faith of the Son of God, that doesn't mean anything to me until I abide. Because it's just a scripture. I know people don't like that talk. It's just a scripture in a book until I get it inside of me. The living word has to live inside of me and abide inside of me and come alive inside of me and begin to manifest fruit outside of me because I live in him. And it can't just be a Bible verse. I'm thumping my Bible now. A Bible verse that we try to, you know, hang stuff on. Are you understanding? And it's good. I believe in the word. 100%. No question in my, it's 100%. It's true. But am I living in the 100% of it? Or am I living in the 30-fold or the 60-fold? Where am I living in what the Word says about me and what it says about the Father? Oh, come on, you all right? Come on, you're good. It's okay because the Lord wants to challenge us, and He's challenging me every time. Every time I open this book, He's challenging me. Every time I go to prepare, Lord, I don't even know. Like today, I'm like, God, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. Where are we going? That's not so good. It is good. But I just, I like my notes. I like prepared. I don't like three sentences on a sticky pad. But this is what he wanted to get across. He wants you to walk in the thoughts. He wants you to walk in his feelings and his emotions. You know, God does get mad. But he gets mad at the right things. 
God gets angry at, at unrighteousness. So get mad at unrighteousness, but don't condemn yourself. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? He wants to rebuke and take down every power of darkness. Posture with him. Believe with him. Don't do it yourself. Let him do it. Come on. These are the great signs and the wonders. This, these are the greater works. What's the greater works? Everyone wants to say they know what the greater works are. I don't know what the greater works are. You know what they are? Exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask, think, or imagine. That's what it is. It's what I can't even conceive. It's the greater works. And we think, you know, Jesus did all these things on the earth. And it says that the Bible says that the, the, all the books can't even contain all that he did. We just get a snapshot of who he is. And then we try to limit him to this. Uh, I know, I'll get in trouble on that one. We try to limit him to this. And, this, and the Bible says that he has done way more than we can even see in the word. And I love the word. It's sacred. I know, I'm beating my Bible up. Lord, I love you. Do you understand? And the Spirit of God is just like crying out for a people. He's crying out for you. He's crying out for you to say, he's saying, come, I want you to walk in these greater things. I want you to walk in all of it. I want you to walk in all of it. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. And then he says this, greater works than these he will do because I go where? To my father. So he's not even saying, he's saying, again, we go to 16. It's for my advantage so I can go to my father. Right? He hasn't even, he hasn't even hit the line where he's like, I'm going. And where I'm going, you can't come. <laughs> but I'm sending another one. Uh, uh, uh. Come on. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost to live inside of you and to burn inside of you so that you can be prepared for what God's going to do in this hour. Amen. And I love the word. I love the word of God because it continues to open up and open up and open up. We can read these scriptures over and over and over and over again and God will birth something new in your life from reading it again. And one more time. And read the Gospel of John again. And again. And again. He says this, And whatever you ask in my name, I will do, that the Father may be glorified. Let's just look at that, because that's prayer. Whatever you ask, whatever I petition, whatever I begin to desire from the Lord, whatever I ask Him, not according to my own desires, but according to the will of the Father, because Jesus will say that in another place, according to my Father's will, right, His good pleasure, He wants to open up, but He wants us in this place. Remember, Jesus was in the place of an intercessor praying. He prayed. He went to the mountain and prayed. He ducked out on the boys and prayed. All right, He, he would continually disappear to go to the high place or to go to the secret place where his father was. He already had a mansion. Come on. He already had a place where he was meeting with the father and God would download and would release the authority that would come through his prayers that he would see what was going to happen for that day. No doubt in my mind. 
he had teleplay all going on all the time. Like he would have instant replay on everything. God, what, what did you do there? Let's back it up. Seriously, and through prayer, brought the victory. You're like, Jesus didn't have to pray? Hmm. No, because I, I think that we think that the Lord didn't, wasn't required to do certain things that he re, he's, he's looking for us to do. When all of it, he modeled union with the Father through prayer. And I expected something better than that one. He modeled intercession and through communion with the Father. He modeled it. Right? So that what? The Son will be glorified. That the Father will be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. Righteous obedience. Right? Uh, here we go. We're getting in the nuts and bolts. It's called righteous obedience so that when I, I walk in righteousness, I'm doing everything that the Father says, right? I'm walking in complete obedience. It's super important that as I walk in obedience to what the Father says, he begins to unlock and begins to, it says here that he's opening everything up. Ask anything in my name and I'll do it. If you love me, keep my commandments and I, and I pray to the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Right? Holy Spirit. So all these things, ready? All these things, and, and I'm going to just, just hit this quickly, just 1 Corinthians. Because we're looking, we're expecting right? I, I want to walk in the greater works. I want to walk in this place with the Lord. I want to walk in this divine union. Everyone in this room, this should be your heart's desire, that I walk in this divine union, that God begins to unfold the mysteries of who he is. He can't do it unless you live from this place out of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10. Actually 9, I has not seen, ear has not heard, nor have entered in the heart of man the things which those, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. He said, I'm going to give you another helper, and he's going to open up this realm to you. It's the spirit of the Father. It's the spirit of the Son. <laughs> it's the advocate. It's the one who comes to comfort. It's the one who comes to help. It's the one who, who you just don't understand because he can do way above anything you thought. Except he's going to do it through you. Come on. And so I want to just say here, the spookiness, nice word for today. The mysteries of the Spirit no, because we want to make, like, the things of the Spirit spooky and, you know, only the elite can get there and all, all, the, all the weird stuff that goes along with, like, maybe the prophetic or, or healing. No, no, God, in all of who he is, desired that everyone in this room 
be walking in the greater works. Because the Spirit of God that comes to us, it says, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things. You have to go deep in God to dig out the things that God's about to reveal for you. Right? There's keys that God wants you to have that are going to unlock things. You go deep. You go deep, and God is going to open those things up. The deep things of God that he has in secret places that we don't understand, we don't understand, we don't know. We don't know what even pertains to those things, but he will give you understanding by the spirit of wisdom that comes. Spiritual wisdom that comes. For no man knows the things of... For no man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man, which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except by the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things. Everyone say the things. God is trying to reveal things through union. Listen, it's the only way it's coming is through union. I'm telling you, you can get a gift, and the, God, and the Lord can give you words of knowledge, but I believe this. Here's the deal. God wants to release the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, through the deep things of, of heaven, because you're, in, you're, you're tapped into the Isaiah 11 anointing that flows on your life. That means the seven spirits, the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits that are around the throne, that were, that were before Jesus in the throne, everything, everything, it's the Holy Spirit himself in seven dimensions that would come upon your life that you would live from and that you would abide in. Because we look at chapter 15 of John, it says, abide in me. Abide. Abide. These are so important, these chapters. They are so important because God is unfolding through his son the plan for every believer to walk in all throughout eternity. Not just in the son. He's explaining it to the, to the 12 or however many are there, but he's releasing it so that the whole entire world can glean from these three cha four chapters, whatever they are, that God wants to explode that in your life. I can't even get into all of it, really, tonight for sure. But the Spirit of God wants us to understand. So there is this thing of laying down our lives for one another. And how do I know that? Because John, 1 John 3.16 says this, by, by this we know love, because God is pouring out his love. And where does all this flow from? The love of God and his love and desire. His love and desire that you would abide in all that he has for you. There is this love. You, I don't think we see the gaze of God that he gazes towards us daily, moment by moment. He desires us in such a way. So it's by, by this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay our lives down for what? Our brethren. So where is perfect love coming? It's coming in this place back to servanthood. I serve the Lord completely to humanity and to not just humanity the one next to me the one who's struggling my brother my sister who's in this room who's constantly struggling that that needs someone to just reach out to and most of us will shut our mouths and we won't say anything but I'm telling you God's about to open up I already see it happening 
And it's glorious as people become open and be, people allow their, their hearts to be open and bare and being transparent. And then the Spirit of God comes and whoosh. But we want to bottle all our stuff up and hide it up. And the Lord is saying, listen, I'm calling my church to this hour to come into this place where we abide. Where we come in this place and live by the spirit of knowledge, by the spirit of wisdom, by the fear of the Lord. Oh, guys, I'm probably going to go into Acts chapter 4 or Acts chapter 3 where it talks about they continued steadfastly. It's how the church exploded. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. What is that even? And the Lord begins to open things up to me, and I'm like, whoa, okay. That's not going to go over well with the pre-trib people. But I, I'm, I'm telling you. Oh, God, there was no pre-trib stuff until the 1800s. So I don't know where it came from, but it's to get a lazy church in. I'm telling you now. So they'll shut us all off now. But that's okay. We get shut off of something else too. Listen, the Holy Spirit is wanting us to be ready. This is the whole thing. Ready with the love being poured out. Because I go to my Father. And the Spirit of God comes on me. I don't know about you, but when God comes, I just feel like totally embraced. Every time the Holy Spirit comes on me, every time he comes to just baptize me afresh, the reason why we struggle with even baptism and fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit and a fresh touch from God is because we got all the other stuff clogging the pipes. And God just wants to melt the stuff off of us so that we can come and abide in a new place in him. Because he's never ending. Like our extraordinary journey in God does not stop because of one moment where we experience God. Oh. There is so much more. So now we have received the spirit of the world. Not excuse me. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Can I tell you it doesn't cost anything? for what God wants to do for you. And then on the other hand, I can say it'll cost you everything. You know, he doesn't charge you, but he will charge you. <laughs> so the, so the, he wants us to step into it. Hmm. So I just want to pray into these things right now because we want the thoughts. I need help not going to go beyond because I feel my body temperature. When my body temperature is up, it means time. And I can preach through it. But I just want us to just, let's just stand. And I want to just hit these things because where we've been deceived, can I say that? Where we've been deceived in our thoughts and our feelings, it responds in our actions. Like the responses in our actions. And the Lord wants to set the whole entire church free. And he's calling you to come in. Because here we go. We're just going to go back to hunger again. Ready? Because your desire, your desire in this place 
to see the face of God, to come face to face, eye to eye with Jesus, it's just really a matter of how hungry and thirsty you really are. Because we can get really passive and want to bypass these things. But I'm telling you, there's, there's two things. You want to serve as Jesus served. That means abandoned. You're abandoned. You don't have motive. You don't have ulterior things. You just serve. And I'm not talking about doing stuff for the church. I'm talking about serving one another. Serving my wife. Serving my family. Serving you guys with no guile in my heart ever. Everyone in this room, just serving completely and abandoned, not with ties. Well, if they do this right or they do that, that's weird religious garbage and it's controlling. And God's trying to rid the church of all this stuff. Well, I'll go there and do this and I'll, I'll tithe if they do what I want. I'm just saying, if everything's moving like I think it should be moving, then I'll tithe well. I'm just saying. That's one thing. The Holy Spirit wants us to be pure and clean and free. He said, this, this wisdom that's coming from heaven, it's coming from an abiding place where I abl abide completely with you. But there's no there is no strings attached. God says, listen, you come and you leave everything. And you tether yourself to me. You just say, I'm coming to be tethered to you. To be completely tethered. To be connected. To be intertwined. That place of union speaks of two things merging together to become one. That's why Paul says, I speak to you a mystery. And the mystery is the marriage. And the marriage supper of the Lamb is going to look like this. When Jesus comes back to the earth, the one and only time that he comes back to the earth. <laughs> I won't go there. The one and only, when he comes back to the earth, he becomes one with his bride. And we are caught up. Listen, let's just stop on that word caught up because caught up is a good word. It's talking about being caught up in an ecstasy. And the Holy Spirit wants you to be caught up in an ecstasy. Not just in a service, not just in a moment, but every day, daily with Him. Are you hearing me? This is your purpose. This is your destiny that you're caught up with Him as a person, as a, as a son and a daughter of heaven. That you're caught up with him into heavenly places and even earthly places. That he'll bring you to nations and show you things. He'll move you in the dream realm to places you never thought you could be. And you might actually be there. You just don't know. I've heard of it happening over and over again. The question is how far and how deep do you want to go? It always comes back to the threshold again. Come on, just raise your hands. And I just want to just 
we open the place up again. Holy Spirit, we want to be in divine union with you. God, we want to come into ecstasies. We want to come into this place where we're, we're caught up with you and we're lost in you. And I know, listen, you're called to come back and live in the earth, in this earth suit, in this body. But the beaming light of heaven, the light of God, the presence and the power of God is to abide inside of you. That's why we're crying out for a habitation in this place. God, that you would make this place, that you would make every person in this place a habitation for your presence. That Holy Spirit, we would not miss, not we would not lack one thing. God, I thank you that everything has been provided through the cross and through your flesh and through your resurrection life that just quickens our mortal bodies. We thank you for the blood, Lord. We step through the blood, that, that sacrifice that's been given, Lord, that's, that's taking care of every judgment, all guilt, condemnation, and shame that keeps us back. Every, every spot of ADHD in our minds, it's broken in Jesus' name that we can't be with the Lord. Everything that keeps us distracted, I break and I bind it right now in Jesus' name that we would have eyes that are focused on the King. And Holy Spirit, would you come and would you baptize people afresh tonight? And Lord, would people be taken up into glorious places not just in this moment, but there would be an impartation that would take place tonight that would help us to rise in our prayer life. Lord, I thank you that you want to manifest greater works in this place through every person in this room, every person watching online, every person that will watch this later. God, just release, God, your fire of your presence. And God, we step up. We, we ask, Lord, would you take us up, up, up. And we thank you for our union that's already been provided for by the blood of the, our by the blood of the son our savior our king and god we thank you that all provisions happened ha we step in we step in we step in step in, we step in, we step in, we step in.